Welcome to ABC Gotham, your New York City podcast. Me and my co-host, Kate. Hi, how is everyone? I hope everyone is well. I am Kathleen. We are your amateur podcast, bringing you the letter I this week. I, what does I stand for, Kate? Well, I think it stands for a lot of things, but for us this week, it stands for islands. Specifically, islands. the weird little islands that no... Did you see when you're, you know, either... On Governor's Island, you see them in the distance. When you are on the tram to Roosevelt Island, there's all those mm-hmm. weird little islands that you see. Or if mm-hmm. you're going out to the beach, there's all the little islands out in Jamaica Bay. So we mm-hmm. just decided to give a shout out to all the little islands out there that nobody really knows about. Exactly. There's so many. This is a city of islands. So what we're doing is going to introduce you to some of the interesting ones. The ones that have names and have stories. and uh, But what I should say is, if you're going to turn off the episode in a couple of seconds, most of those islands out there have been reserved and are off-limits to people in our bird sanctuaries. Yeah, exactly. We will definitely let you know if there are islands you can go on to. But really, mm-hmm. we're not advocating anybody hop in their kayak and go to these islands because really, they're mostly in states of ruin or dangerous, mm-hmm. or there are really bad tidal waters around them. So you shouldn't try to attempt to go to these islands at all. A few of them are private property. And the ones that aren't, the ones that seem like fun places to go, we'll definitely let you know. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll meet you out there, because, frankly, Broad Island sounds like fun to me. Kate, you have a favorite of all of these islands. What's your favorite? I do. Um, Before I tell you my favorite, I just want to oh. point out to our listeners that there are actually 29 categorized islands around the New York City area, mm-hmm. which is huge. It seems amazing. Um, mm-hmm. But my favorite island is probably Heart Island. Mm-hmm. It's it's technically part of the Bronx. It's the easternmost. It's considered the most easternmost part of the Bronx. Okay. And it's gone through a lot of names. Mimford being one. It's mm-hmm. part of the Pelham. It's part of Pelham Bay, that area, the Pelham Islands, mm-hmm. which is named after Thomas Pell. He kind of came about the islands in a weird way. Mm-hmm. So the island was purchased by Thomas Bell in about 1654, mm-hmm. and then eventually New York City buys it for seventy five thousand dollars, which seems amazing because you can't buy anything in New York for. And this is one island or a bunch of them or what is it? This is one island, but it's part of a string of islands Mm -hmm. in just off of the coast of the Bronx in the Long Island Sound in like the Pelham Bay area. Mm -hmm. And it's got some, like any, a lot of things we talk about here, there's lots of stories on why it was named a certain thing. Mm -hmm. It's spelled H-A-R-T. And some people say the origins of the name is heart, like the organ in your body, because it's supposedly mm-hmm. shaped like that. Mm-hmm. And at, at some think? point, Does they like just it? drop the E. I don't know. It's kind of like looking at a cloud and saying it looks like a dog. Sure, sure. I'm, I, I, if you squint, sure, maybe. Sure, if you squint. Yeah. Uh, they also say it's named heart, which is the way it's spelled, H-A-R-T, because in mm-hmm. Middle English, that means stag, and maybe it was originally a game preserve. Hmm. Okay. It could be. There's also rumors that deer used to migrate from the mainland across the frozen Long Island Sound back when something oh. like that used to happen. <laughs> so it's it's up in the air. But I love it because it encompasses everything we love 
on this show, there was a uh-huh. workhouse, a hospital, a prison, oh. a women's, uh, women's lunatic asylum. There was oh. an abandoned missile base. There now it's famously a potter's field. Really? Is that where our Potter's Field is, or are there others around the city? Oh, there must be a ton of them. No, it's well, it's the Potter's Field. I think there really? are a few oh others. My gosh. Okay, cool. But it's it's the biggest one in the world, actually. Wow! About eight hundred and fifty thousand people have been buried there, and it's about eight hundred and fifty thousand people. How big is this island? It's well, the thing is, they keep reusing the trenches, so it's <laughs> not like. So they just stack them up. Yeah, they re- they there are trenches on okay. the island on the Potter's Field. Mm-hmm. They they just every fifty years they're like, well, you know, these bodies have kind of decomposed enough. Nobody's claimed them. We're gonna reuse this trench. Hmm. It's it's pre- it's pretty amazing. Uh, the coffins are stacked two uh, in two rows each trench. Mm-hmm. It's what mm-hmm. I'm calling a trench. Two rows, and they're stacked three high and twenty five across. Oh, boy. So that's one trench, and there are just hundreds of these on the island. And the coffins and just fall apart as the body decays, and that's how room opens up down there? Sorry for my grisliness, but is that how it yeah, works? Yeah, we, we have a grisly podcast again. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. They, they let them decompose a bit. They're only in pine boxes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the saddest thing is about half of the bodies that are buried there are children. Uh, mostly because... Uh, there's a whole lawsuit going on right now, but about half the burials are children under five. Um, what? Now, the deal with Potter's Island is some of the bodies are identified and some are not. But pretty much all the children that are buried there are identified. And what it is is you have mothers in the hospital who oh. sign away at city burial but don't know what that means. Wait a second. So is is this a modern thing or this is like No, this is happening now. Parks? Mothers are in the hospital. And their, child their dies. kid dies, presumably unrelated to the mom dying, or is this childbirth? Well, childbirth, stillbirth counts for about a third of those, hmm. but the rest of the other two thirds are just children who die before the age of five or so, okay. and it's just they die from whatever circumstance, and if the mother can't afford a burial, she can always sign something that says city burial, Okay. and when that happens, this is where the kids go. They go to, the bodies go to this island and are buried in the potter's field. And there have, there's a, that's why there's a lot of lawsuits right now. There are people who years later want to try to go back and realize what happened and try to get the body and give it a different burial. Hmm. But you have to, just in case anybody thinks they have somebody who's buried on the island, you have to go through the prison system in order to get a hold of the uh, records. Why? So you have to contact the New York State of Corrections. They're just the people who are in charge of all the records. The actually prison labor. Whoa, this is yeah. Heavy. Prison prison labor is what is what is used to bury all of these people as well. There are no mm. ceremonies. People are just buried out there, and they're stacked in this way. They actually more children are buried. There are usually about a thousand per grave. I think I found. Hmm. But um, it's mostly because a lot of the children children are less likely to be disinterred because yeah. they know they know who the children are. But it's the it's the people that we don't know who they are. They try to bury them in it in a way that's going to be Accessible. easier to get them out in case somebody says, "I know who this person is." Yeah, 
That's your only way on this island, by the way, is if you can prove you know someone who was buried there. So you and I couldn't go there and have a ceremony, you know, totally respectful ceremony of some kind if we wanted to? No, sorry. And I have one more really sad story before I move on to the rest of the sadness of the island. Okay. There's actually only one, there are no individual markers on graves, so there's just mm-hmm. large fields. Right. The only marker is very sad. It's the first child to die of AIDS in New York City. Oh. And it's buried in isolation. Uh, it's oh. marked SPB1, which is special child baby one. Oh. And it's it's just very sad. The baby has no name, but it is marked and it's kept separate from all the other bodies, which really kind of broke my heart. Yeah. But also, I mean, there's no reason for that. And there are plenty of other bodies there who have died of AIDS and HIV related conditions, right? right? I mean, this is just a, a relic at this point. It's very, yes, yeah, very strange. And if you've ever wondered what happened to your uh, dismembered body parts, Kathleen, like if you lose your arm, this sure. is where it Who goes. Hasn't? Oh, man. Um, body parts, dismembered body parts are definitely buried on the island because wow. what are, what are they going to do with them? I guess I always imagined in getting cremated slash incinerated somehow, but I suppose that might not necessarily be the case. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so strange. Uh, I, I kind of want to, I did look at pictures of the mm-hmm. island mm-hmm. and there are others, like I, I remember, Watching a movie where there was a potter's field in New York City on an island. And I was like, that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But apparently it does. So I'm, I'm actually, this is my new favorite island. I'm sorry, North Brother Island, but, wow. and Governor's Island, but this is my new favorite. Have you seen photos from this island? I have. They actually did let people on back in 2000. And I'm a little what? sad that I missed this tour. Yeah. But I think it was probably very hard to get on. Probably, to that I'm sure. tour. I'm sure. uh, but yeah, they let people on to tour because there are buildings left on the island from, you know, over a hundred, over a hundred years. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So, okay. So before we get off this very depressing, very sad topic of, of mothers signing away, you know, and, and their, their infants or children, I guess, winding up in this potter's field, that is... That is a nightmare, and that is incredibly sad. But I think the sad part is that your baby is dead, which I, you know, there aren't even words, and I can't even begin to imagine how awful that must be. But I'm trying to think what what other options the city even really has. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, I feel a little bad. I didn't do a lot of research into what other options there are. Right, right. And and I'm not, like, expecting you to, but, I mean, I'm just thinking about this particular topic of – the, the child has to get buried, and it'd be great if they if you could afford a funeral and a cemetery plot and everything, but the realistic thing is a lot of times you just can't. So, you know? I think it's true. I think the problem is that some, what's coming up now is, or when this whole thing first started, was that mothers didn't know that their babies were being buried in mass graves. Okay. Okay. And I think So they thought in, think, they might have thought incorrectly that this was just a cemetery somewhere that exactly. they'd be able to get to someday or something. Okay, I can understand that. In that case it's about informing the mom. Right. More than more than anything else. Oh gosh, how awful though. Yeah, just I mean just the idea that you could maybe go to your baby's grave or your child's grave one day and then mm-hmm. you realize, No, my child's buried on this island in a mass grave with lots of other 
Yeah. Poor babies and children. Wow. Wow, I do kind of want to go there, though. Hmm. I know, I know. I, I, there's more to it. When I tell you hmm. more, you're going to think even more so. There's also um, the remains of a women's lunatic asylum hmm. called the Pavilion from 1885. Ooh. Which we will link. There was somebody who actually went to the island and took pictures. So hmm. there'll be a link on our page you can follow. It's yes. uh, Kingston Lounge, which I think we've linked to before. I love Kingston Lounge. Amazing. I don't know how they get to these places they take pictures, but Incredible. I'm happy yeah. they do. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'd like to shout out to them and see how amazing they are. Yes. Uh, well, the, it's what it was is Blackwell's Island, which was originally, which is now Roosevelt Island. Yeah, we already have a Blackwell's Island. You can't make another one of those. Exa- well, the thing is, the lunatic asylum that was there mm-hmm. had overflow to this island. <laughs> okay. The the insane asylum, which I really want to at some point, maybe for a letter N, talk about mm. Nellie Bly and how she kind of got into the lunatic asylum on mm-hmm. Blackwell's Island. Mm-hmm, this is mm-hmm. the overflow from that hospital. This is like, we, Goodness. these are chronic cases. We can't do anything for these people. We'll send them to an even further out island. Right. And, but a lot of the things that Nellie Bly talks about in her book and, you know, her article that she wrote mm-hmm. about how poorly inmates were treated mm-hmm. was happening on this place, too. It was a really, really bad place, not a hospital probably that you'd hope anyone you know had ever gone to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, kind of I'm sorry, just, to, just Nellie Bly real quick, What's what was her deal? She was a muckraking journalist, something like that? Yeah, kind of. She just was a female journalist. She had a hard time getting a job as a Mm. reporter, Mm -hmm. and she took on this job to get committed to an insane asylum. Oh, that was her. Exactly. And then she stayed there for 10 days, um, Mm. just acting. She acted totally insane and was got committed and then report when she was released 10 days later, reported on the conditions that she found. Mm Mm-hmm. It's impressive that she was able to get released. I've heard journalists doing that, and it is not easy to get out. Like those, it's not very hard to prove you're sane if if people don't want to see that. Right. She had. There was somebody who actually vouched for her Ah, to get her out. So that's how they were. They didn't say she was a reporter. They just said, "Oh, this is a family member. We're willing to take her on and get her Mm -hmm. into different." So they were able to get her out. Um, I'd really like to cover it a bit more. So maybe. Maybe N. The letter N. Because we'll we already have our B. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a, a terrible asylum. I mean, it's it's kind of of the time where you get like mm-hmm. ice baths, and she reports mm. having buckets of ice water thrown on her head by nurses. Oh my gosh! You know, uh, I think a lot of patients were just kind of ignored, and mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. figured there was nothing they could do for them. But there's not only a lunatic asylum mm. on the there's island. More? There's more. There was actually, it was a prisoner of war camp for four months in 1865. Are you serious? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And the Department of Correction has used it occasionally, but it's it's definitely in ruins now. It's not used anymore. Wow. But that's how, I think, it had been used to several points by Department of Correction, which is how I think they still have control of the island. I see. Okay. As well. Uh, The burials actually started during the Civil War. Hmm. Which is kind of when it started being used as a cemetery, but then in 1869, that's when the city kind of turns into a really big potter's field. Mm. Wow. Let's see. We can't forget that there was a boys' workhouse 
on the oh, island, which supposedly had horrendous conditions. The building is no longer there, I believe. Really? And it's an, it's also, there's a lot of ties between this island and Blackwell's Island, uh, mm-hmm. Ro- Roosevelt Island. Mm-hmm. The, it was, the boys' workhouse was an extension as well of the prison and almshouse, like boys' prison and mm-hmm. almshouse mm-hmm. on Roosevelt Island. Okay. So it seems like a lot of back and forth, kind of shuttling people to these further and further out islands. That and this was like a with. correctional facility, basically, then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And a lot of these buildings still exist, but they're definitely semi-ruinous. You'll have to look at the pictures on the website. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was... Also, a Nike Ajax missile silos were on the island. Really? Uh, they stored mi- the silos are still there. The missiles are not. Please don't try to go find the missiles. <laughs> but they were. It's part of the whole Fort Slocum complex. Mm, uh, is mm-hmm. is what the missile silos were. But they're they're sadly no. They're happily gone. I'm happy they're not I'm these crazy missiles. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. that's that's kind of an overview. I there's there's a lot more to this island. I, I mm-hmm. recommend looking at pictures. It's just it's a lot like North Brother, which is this beautiful out of the way space, but it mm-hmm. happens to be a potter's field. So if anybody ever asks you if there's a potter's field, wow. you can say definitely. Uh, there, like as we, I will state this again. There are you cannot go on the island. It's yeah. off limits. The la- like I said, the last tours in 2000, maybe keep an eye out. Who knows if there's enough interest? Maybe they'll do another guided tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my favorite island. Wow. And you can't go on it even if you are a historical New York City podcaster? I don't think so, but maybe we can write the Department have... of Corrections. Yeah. And ask them. I think they- we'd be welcome guests. Possibly. Yeah. Well, you tell you what, let's let's try to write them and see what they say. Maybe I will. All right. Well, well Kathleen, what island see. do you like? This one um, that I was I was very impressed by that I didn't even know existed is Broad Channel, which is technically in Queens. Have you heard of this? I've actually gone by it on the train. Have you walked around there? I haven't. I'm pretty All right. fascinated. All right. So it's a neighborhood in Queens. Uh, it occupies the southern portion of the Ruler's Bar Hassock. This is Broad Channel Island. Um, the subway goes there. You can take the subway there. It's, um, let's see, it stands in the Big Egg Marsh. Did you know that's the name of that marsh down there? Gateway National Recreation? Big Egg Marsh. No, but I kind of like it. I do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's part of a, like I said, Gateway National Recreation Area, which is part of the U.S. Park Service. Uh, it's between Howard Beach and Rockaway. So, yes, we see it when we ride from, I guess, from the airport to the Rockaways. Uh, long bridges at either end. That's the Cross Bay Veterans Memorial Bridge and the Joseph P. Adabo Memorial Bridge. Vehicular, bicycle, and pedestrian. Um, there's only one through road. It's called the Cross Bay Boulevard. And this whole area is artificial canals separating dead-end residential blocks. It's been called New York City's Venice. Wow. Yes. And when you look at it, I looked on Google Maps, and you see these canals. It's it's basically a row of two house, you know, pairs of houses on a strip of land, and they all have, like, docks in the back. They all have little boats hooked up because of these canals that are behind all these uh, all these houses. It is so cool. You can take the A or the S train, goes to the Broad Channel Station. This island was initially an exclusive retreat for city Ooh. residents. 
Then they constructed the Cross Bay Boulevard in 1923, and it, it got way easier to get out there, and it got very popular. Uh, 1938, Robert Moses wanted to build a park on the island. He was thinking there'd be like recreation on the shore and a wildlife sanctuary on the north end of the island. In 1939, the Cross Bay Parkway Bridge opened. So the same year, 1939, the Broad Channel Corporation declared bankruptcy. Wow. So the city got the island's property titles, but didn't allow the residents to buy the land underneath their homes for whatever oh, reason. No. Well, the city had other ideas. They wanted to alter the island's purpose, but people would live in here, you know, and the community resisted them. Um, they thought about extending JFK Airport. They thought about constructing a, a port, a commercial port. But then finally, 1982, the city allowed the residents to purchase the land underneath their own dam homes. So now Broad Channel is this little community out there. They have two churches, a volunteer fire department, elementary school, public library. They got some bad press in 1998. Their Labor Day parade... Oh, I remember this. Labor Day parade received extensive negative media attention after a video of a float that parodied the racially motivated dragging death of an African-American man. The float carried white men in black face. Yeah, it's pretty awful. And Afro wigs. And was entitled Black to the Future, Broad Channel in 2098. So Broad Channel in 100 years. Un-freaking-believable. Three white participants... I can't believe someone came up with it and was like, yes, this is a good idea. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was two firefighters and a city police officer. They were later fired from their jobs as a result of that. They sued for wrongful termination. They had their claims upheld in federal district court. But local residents the whole time were saying, yes, these guys should be fired. Yes, because they really wanted to rehabilitate the image of the town. I mean, duh, stupid. Come on, stupid. I can't believe they so, fought yeah, it. So yeah. they remained fired. They, the uh, U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit reversed the reversal, and in 2006, they said, yeah, you guys stay fired, because that was bullshit. Yes, there is a historical society, Broad Channel Historical Society, founded in 1994, which is to document and preserve the history of Broad Channel, often referred to, like I said, the Venice of New York. Is there a restaurant out there, Kathy? There are restaurants and bars, and I totally want to go visit. Wouldn't that be fun? How about once the beach is open, we go to the beach, and on the way back, let's let's go stop by Broad Channel. Or even just take a day go to Broad Channel, because when we go to the beach, we're pretty wiped out on the way home. Mm, true. Let's see. They have a, an annual historical day. Uh, the first one was in 1995, in June. And it says, this event brings out townspeople and folks from the surrounding area to enjoy the collection, usually housed in the Broad Channel Public Library. So maybe we should pay attention in June. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I love finding out about these new events going on in the city that I never knew anything about until we started doing our research. I agree. And I, and I never knew about this neighborhood. I didn't know we had a Venice. I didn't know there was this whole area where you just had... A little canal in your backyard? I cannot wait to see this place. It sounds really cool, even if there are some racist people there. Because really, there's some racist people everywhere. Mm, true. Yeah. Well, another island that you can actually live on, as well as Broad Channel, mm -hmm. is City Island. Kathleen, have you been here? I have been once or twice, and I don't think I explored it right, because I didn't see anything fun, cool, or beachy. I just saw kind of boring stuff. So I want to hear more Bye. about... 
City Island, because I want it to be the place I imagine in my mind, and I hope you tell me it is. I, I've, I've been dying to go out here for years. Tell me about it. I, it, I, I've always seen it from afar. I think it looks cute. Mm -hmm. It's definitely supposed to look like a small New England town. Mm -hmm. And they kind of have that, from everything I was reading from their website, which we should link to, there's actually a City Island website where you can find all about restaurants and things to do on the island. Nice, let's do that, yes. There's, it just, yeah, they really like this mentality of the small town, small New England town, Mm -hmm. which I love just just in it's actually in new york right. city but it's this what they totally want to be their own town and i i love it it um you know originally there were native americans living on the island and then as in the whole area and the dutch come in in about 1614 mm-hmm. adrian block i believe was the governor and he you know like all of Dutch New York, they laid claim to it. Mm-hmm. Our friend Thomas Pell, who we've already discussed, mm. kind of in an underhanded way bought the land from the Native Americans, but the Dutch were already there. Ah. And the Dutch governor, none other than Peter Stuyvesant, oh, yes. tried to make him leave, um, but isn't able to. And I, I love this, like, tried to make him leave, but couldn't uh-huh. do it. He's like, <laughs> I imagine being like, shoo, shoo. No, no, I <laughs> He's just Go not going. Away. No. <laughs> yeah, he's not going. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work. Uh, so eventually they come to an agreement. Pels is, uh, pledges allegiance to Dutch rule. Okay. And the Pels, own, he owns the island about 1749. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is definitely an island that's had many names. Mulberry, okay. Minifers, 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 huh? Minifers, mm. It's had a million names. Wow. Uh, finally, in 1761, Benjamin Palmer bought the island. He had this mm-hmm. idea to rival New York City as a oh commercial space. Okay. He thought, I'll buy this island. It's actually in a great area if you're thinking about uh, shipping. And mm. it's kind of this great on the way up to Connecticut through Long, you know, the Long Island Sound, you know, kind of heading mm-hmm. out of the city that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the idea is kind of good, but it just never, it obviously never happens. Mm-mm. I think the problem you have is not long after he buys the island with this great idea, the Revolutionary War starts up. And then, uh, you know, it's it's just not, it, it not doesn't happen. take off. It takes about yeah. 60 years for the island to start kind of coming into its own. And, mm. you know, you have oyster men starting up there back when you could actually eat oysters and mussels and clams that come out yeah. of the, the sea. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. You also have shipbuilding. It, it kind of gets its own industry on the island. Mm. It's very, very self-sustaining. Mm-hmm. The one cool thing about, well, there are many cool things, but a cool mm-hmm. thing I found about the island is I'm used to when you buy property, especially waterfront property, you kind of buy to the water, but there's mm-hmm. a special grant on the island called a Palmer grant, which there's mm-hmm. been a lot of, a lot of lawsuits about this, kind of mm-hmm. challenging it, but it has, nothing's come of it, is that the Palmer grant says that the ownership of your waterfront property extends 400 feet out from high tide. So you own the water in front of your really? property. Really? Interesting. I think, I think it's for a lot of fishermen and oystermen. They could say, you can't fish, yeah, fish or on my lawn. do anything in my, yeah, in my sea lawn. How so, neat. 
Yeah, it's, I, I found that pretty cool. I was like, good for you. You can actually keep other, that's a really good way to make sure you have industry and that. Definitely. You have your area out that from you, high tide. Okay. Okay. Yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Uh, this Very is cool. definitely an island you can go visit. I recommend it. There are a few bridges. Mm-hmm. There is a bus that goes out there from the Bronx. Mm-hmm. It's, there's been several bridges. The first bridge was actually a ferry powered by rope. So I think they put you on what? the ferry and then pull the rope across. Good Lord. But now there's a real bridge. It's a right. steel three-lane bridge called City Island Bridge. And by the way, the new name, City Island, is mm-hmm. when they were trying to make it into this rival for New York City. They called it ah. New City Island, uh-huh. New York City. Right. But when it just didn't take off, they started calling it just City Island. Yeah. Yeah. Just go with it, guys, really. Yeah. Just stay part of us. Just as pay a- your taxes to us and it'll be fine. Yeah. Just as a, a kind of a side note, it there there's that bridge. There's also another bridge on the island which goes to another bridge. It's kind of your only way onto High Island. Mm-hmm. But don't even think about going out there. It's just CBS Radio owns it, and there's just a couple towers. If you're in the Bronx, you can you if you can see City Island, you can see the island past it, which is has these huge radio transmitters on it. That's really all that's out there. Ah, I will talk to you about High Island now. Oh, will you? Yes, I oh. will. I, so I she's right. The, yes. What? Yeah. So uh, you can't go to High Island, but uh, mm. tell us about it. It is, uh, Kate is correct, it is a small private island, part of, like you said, the Pelham Islands group in New York City in the Bronx. It is uh, east of the north end of City Island. So it's between City Island Harbor and Pelham Bay in Long Island Sound. It is an island at most times. But it's connected to City Island by a sandbar at very low tide. Now, High Island used to be known as Shark Island because there were many sand sharks that used to swim in the waters of Pelham Bay. The island is comparatively high, uh, shaped like a gumdrop. So that's its name. It's a high island. In the early 20th century, it was privately owned with a community of summer rental cottages for about 40 families. Can you imagine? It was so tiny. Uh, in 61, it was purchased to use for radio transmission towers. So as of 2010, the entire island and two transmitters are owned by CBS Radio. This is all CBS. So it has the transmitters and antenna towers for WCBS 880 AM and WFAN 660 AM, previously known as WNBC. That's all, all CBS stuff. It was on High Island. The WCBS facility was on uh, something called Columbia Island in Westchester County, which is nearby. Hmm. It was a man-made island. Um, but in 67, a small private airplane crashed into the radio tower, destroyed the antenna, oh, no. and taking WCBS and WNBC off the air the day before WCBS's all-news format launched. Oh, no. Yeah. Bad timing. So both stations were able to borrow transmission from... Uh, facilities for about a week somehow i don't know how that happens until they got an emergency tower erected on high island and then they just kept everything at high island so there's one tall tower there and then there's a second shorter one is the emergency backup tower the tall one is 549 feet so that's like 55 stories that's freaking tall it's pretty big yeah shorter one is 300 feet 30 stories and um let's see Proximity has sometimes caused interference on telephones because the towers are too 
they're, they're so close to each other, on telephones and electronic equipment on nearby City Island. So, High Island, everything you see on High Island is only AM radio transmission, nothing, nothing FM. Let's see. And, okay, so it's currently uninhabited. There's actually a, a, a little bridge, a private bridge there, but they used to have a full-time caretaker there. There was a, a residence for the full-time caretaker. That was from 1961 to 2007, but now it's maintained by their engineers and their contractors, and what they've got is, uh, thanks to advances in broadcast and security technology, they are able to remotely monitor the equipment and the physical property, and so they don't have to go on every single day and maintain it. That is High Island. But that bridge that connects mm -hmm. City Island to mm -hmm. High Island is monitored, and you cannot get across really? it. Really? So, sorry, guys. Yes. Yeah, Even sorry. if you're cute sorry. like us, don't try. No, don't, don't even, don't We're try it. Really cute, Kate. It. I think we could do it. I, I, you know what? You can try. I kind of want to see happens. the full-time caretaker's residence, and I kind of want to live out there. Except it'd be hard to get pizza delivered. You'd have to make your own pizza. Make my own pizza? Forget it. I'm staying in Brooklyn. Well, while we're still talking about the Bronx, before mm -hmm. we head south to a few other islands, mm -hmm. there's also Hunter's Island, which, guys, this is an island you can go to. Yay! What's on Hunter's Island? Why do we want to go there? Well, it's it, it's cute. Oh, nothing out there, huh? It's connected. It's Sadly, it's no longer really an island. It's kind of been Aww. filled in. Kate, um, do you remember the title of this episode? Because I can but remind you. But it's cool. You, Let me tell you, you how it's connected. Is it connected by something that makes it not an island anymore? Sunken barges. Whoa! Go on. Yeah, it's connected by landfill and sunken barges, That's which I find, cool. which still makes, uh, to me, it makes it still an island. Uh, there's the uh, the former owner of the island, which how cool! I would love to own an entire island. Mm -hmm. Was. John Hunter, he, he built a mansion on the island. Mm -hmm. It took them almost 10 years to build from 1803 to 1811. Why so long? I, you know, I didn't, I tried to look up on a few places, mm -hmm. even on the New York Parks website. Mm. But I don't know why it took so long, but it's no longer there. Okay. But it used to exist on the highest point of the island. Mm -hmm. And you can still see remnants of the gardens. Mm. If you're there. So you can kind of see where there's no foundation, but you can see, you know, the gardens and kind of imagine where this large, large mansion was. Mm -hmm. And there's a nature trail on the island. The Kaz, I'm really going to pronounce this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kazimirov Nature Trail. Okay. And it goes through wetlands. It goes through, you know, a trail through woods. It just looks really beautiful. And I think this summer when we're, itching to go hiking, this is where we'll probably go. Excellent. We'll put a link to the New York City Government Parks Department website, mm -hmm. and you can go check out the website. I really recommend it. doesn't look that hard to get to. Mm. Most of the hiking we do is way up the Hudson. You have mm -hmm. to take Long Island. You know, you have to take Metro North, mm -hmm. and it's several hours. I don't... It probably wouldn't take uh, the hours it takes to get up to Beacon to get here. And probably it's not. within the city. You should support, you know, your local park. So <laughs> there, we've given you an island you can go to. Yay. Well, you could go to Broad Channel, my island. You can go to Broad Channel and you can yeah. go to City Islands. But a this is just a little more This one's a little rural weird. And yeah. Exactly, exactly. Cool. And sunken barges. Cool. That is, that is cool. I will allow that as an exception to the rule, definitely. 
So, okay, so we know about, already know about North Brother Island. We went over that some, and in the Contagion episode, if you didn't listen to it, listen to it. That's a really good episode. But, yeah, catch up. I know, right. Right. Stay, stay with us. Come on. So, South Brother Island is part of the pair um, between the Bronx and Rikers Island, and it is uninhabited. We already know about North Brother Island. Uh, this is interesting. Until 64, South Brother Island was part of Queens, but now it's part of the Bronx. It had oh. been privately owned for a long time, but it was purchased by the city in 2007. So together, the two islands, North plus South, are 20 acres, just over 20 acres. Well, that's pretty big. Which is, is it? I don't know. I, I would have thought that's kind of small. For New York Islands, I mean, you know, we've got Governor's Island and... Roosevelt well, Island. A, These are little. I live in a small one-bedroom apartment, and Acre seems very large to me. Well, I can tell you more about who owned it. First, it was, of course, the Dutch West India Company, and then Jacob Ruppert owned it. Jacob Ruppert. Jacob if Ruppert. you remember from episode B, he is a brewery magnate and early owner of the New York Yankees. He brought us Babe Ruth. He had a summer house on the island that burned down in 1909. Oh, are the ruins still there? Mm, good question. I don't know. Uh, no one has lived on the island since then. There are no structures on the island at this point. So even though it burned down, he owned the island until 1930s. Then it was purchased in 1944 by a man named John Jerosa. He was president of the Metropolitan Roofing Supply Company. Listen to what he wanted to do. He wanted to build a summer retreat for his workers on the island. Isn't that cool? So nice. Yeah, he didn't really do it, but he wanted to, which is super cool in my mind. Right. So then I, um, the city sold the island, well, I guess somewhere, John Jerosa sold it to the city, sometime between 44 and 75. But then in 75, the city sold it to Hampton Scows Incorporated, which is a Long Island investment company, for $10. What? Yeah. So Hampton Scows paid property taxes on it every year, but then develop it. Then in 2007, the city of New York purchased the island for $2 million. Well, they made a huge chunk of change. Yeah. Well, we don't know how much the property taxes were. Maybe they were fancy. Um, so they bought it for $2 million using federal money, and the city plans to preserve it as a wildlife sanctuary. It will be managed by the city parks department and the Bronx Zoo, so there is dense brush there. And it supports the black-crowned night heron, the great egret, the snowy egret, the double-crested cormamont, and that is all we have about South Brother Island. So, in conclusion, North Brother Island is definitely the cooler of those two islands. I'm a little let down by South Brother. Yeah, sorry, man. Well, you know, a lot of these islands, the, the next couple I'm going to talk about, a lot of these islands end up being nature preserves, bird refuges. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is good. We need them around the city, especially since a lot of birds have nowhere mm-hmm. to go, mm-hmm. really. So it, it's pretty amazing. You have these ruins, which look so cool, and you want to explore them, but they're just great nesting places for these birds that otherwise, would their migration would totally change, and they probably wouldn't come And even if way. we want to visit them, the whole point of these islands is that we can't visit them. So maybe we should just sort of right. honor that. Yes. Well, one such island, actually there are two islands, they're kind of sister islands, uh, mm-hmm. Swinburne Island and Hoffman Island. They're actually man-made islands. Really? Okay. 
Yeah, they were made in 1873 and used all the way through the 20th century、hmm. as quarantine islands. Ah, are these Manhattan or Staten Island or what? They're off of Staten Island. I think they're part. I feel really bad. I think they're part of Staten Island. Okay, I'm gonna say Staten Island. I think you're. I think you're right. I think they are.、Staten、they're、Island. part of Staten Island, and essentially, if you were an immigrant who came in through Ellis Island, and、mm-hmm. they found that you had some really contagious disease, I always thought they put you in the hospital, Ellis Island. No,、mm-hmm. they put you on a boat and sent you out to one of these two islands. When you were better, oh, way off of Staten Island. Oh man, yeah. And then when you were better, you were、mm. allowed to go back to Ellis Island. However,、oh, Swinburne Island actually has a crematorium on it, so I don't think everybody <sighs> made it off. That makes sense, I guess. I mean, you have people different different states of illness, so oh, how sad. Yeah. The, well, the good thing is it's no, it's no longer used. Obviously, the last、mm. outbreak of cholera here in the U.S. in nineteen ten, nineteen eleven. Mm-hmm. Was the last time this island was used? It's、okay. you know it later was used as a merchant mar- U.S. merchant marine training base in 1938, but as of now,、mm-hmm. it's a national. The National Park Service owns it. There's no access, guys.、Mm. Sorry,、uh, I would really.、Hmm. Pictures are beautiful. It's really like a like buildings on water, and the、mm. coolest thing is I actually didn't know there were seals here. Uh, but they use、hmm. this island as a place to go and I guess mate or do seal things. It's an island that seals kind of took over, and it's also a bird sanctuary. You can kayak out towards the island, but do not kayak onto the、mm-hmm. island. The birds will real apparently the birds go nuts when you get too close. But it's yeah, they apparently <laughs>、really? get really really loud and. Don't like people out there, but it's off limits, guys.、Uh, oh. You can, you know, just、yeah. please, just because I said you can kayak out that way, don't kayak onto the island. Just because the birds have decided to assert themselves, I kind <laughs> of love this island, and I respect that, and I'm not going to go there. I love that. They're like, yeah. D- I love. I want the. I like. I love. I. I have this image of birds dive bombing. People like trying. Yes, to yes. So that's、exactly. what will happen, and then the seals will attack you.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Seals. Wow, neat. Does it say what kind of seals? No, just seals. Okay. Seals. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> cool. Do you have any more? One is going to be super quick because it doesn't exist anymore. Ooh. And that is called Hog Island. The island park Hog Island was used by Native Americans to raise pigs. Oh, this is Queens. Um, raised pigs once they had been introduced by the Europeans and left to run feral. So I guess that's boars.、Uh, after the feral pigs got eaten, it was turned into a small farming area. The island is believed to have hosted a number of seafront resorts, but something happened in 1893—a hurricane. On the night of August 23rd, 1893, a devastating Category Two hurricane made landfall. By the following morning, August 24th. Hog Island was gone. The whole island? Yes. That's amazing. New York City's leading hurricane historian Nicholas Koch, who is a professor of coastal geology at Queens College, believes that this has been the only reported incidence of the removal of an entire island by a hurricane. So this was a pretty big hurricane. During the same hurricane, Coney Island reported thirty-foot waves, nine-meter waves. Which came as far as 200 yards inland, destroying the elevated railroad 
30-foot waves, three-story waves, guys. The East River rose above the seawall in the Astoria District, and many residents in the city of Brooklyn reported waist-high water in the streets. Oh, my goodness. But Hog Island is gone. Gone, I say. That's really amazing that an island exists, yeah. and then it's just suddenly gone. Yeah. So then the last one I'm going to talk about is called Uthant Island. This is a weird name. It's the letter U and the word Thant, T-H-A-N-T, Island. And legally its name is Belmont Island. So here's how, how it all goes. So Uthant is the smallest island in Manhattan. It is tiny artificial island. It is 100 by 200 feet. So cute. Isn't it? Isn't that cute? It is itty bitty. I, I kind of want to build a house there. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see if you can. It's in the East River. It's just south of Roosevelt Island. It lies midway between the UN headquarters, 42nd Street, and Gantry Plaza State Park in Long Island, legally part of Manhattan in the New York County. It, then they refer to it as an islet. So I guess that's different from an island. Maybe it means tiny island. The islet is managed by the New York City Department of Parks and Recreation and is currently protected as a sanctuary for migrating birds. Big surprise. Yeah. Guys, don't go out there. Yeah. Don't do it. Access is prohibited to the public. The reefs in the waters surrounding the island make it a popular spot for boats fishing for striped bass. In the 1890s, William Steinway constructed trolley tunnels under the East River, to link Manhattan to his eponymous company town, Steinway Village, which is now Astoria, in Astoria, Queens. So as part of that construction project, a shaft dug into the granite outcrop known as the Manowar Reef to reach the tunnels. This produced excess landfill that built up the reef and created this island. So Steinway died before the tunnel was completed, but financier August Belmont Jr. finished the project. So Belmont Island is named after the financier, and it became the legal name of the island. The Steinway tunnels that pass directly beneath the island are still used by the 7 train, the IRT Flushing Line 7 train. Mm -hmm. So in 1977, the island was adopted by a group called Peace Mediation, the Peace Mediation, at the UN. These are employees at the UN and followers of the guru Sri Chinmoy. Uh, he was the interfaith chaplain at the UN. So they leased this islet from the state that says they greened its surface and they unofficially renamed it the former UN Secretary General U Thant. So his first name was U, uh. letter U, U Thant. So unofficial U Thant Island is really the common name for the island. It has a metal oneness arch, a oneness arch, preserving personal items of the island's namesake, U Thant. In 1999, the New York Times Magazine staged international competition to design a time capsule to preserve artifacts for the next millennium. One group, Capels Jefferson Architects, proposed a granite obelisk on Uthant Island, listen to this, that would gradually disintegrate, leaving only the time capsule by the end of the 30th century. That's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. And then the last I'm, I'm funny thing about him. this island is during the 2004 Republican National Convention, local artist and filmmaker Duke Riley, who has traveled to various abandoned islands around the New York City area, rode a boat with a friend to the island under the cover of darkness, proclaimed it... Which you should not do. Which you should not do. I do not recommend it. Unless you're Duke Riley. He proclaimed it a sovereign nation. 
and hoisted a 21-foot-long pennant depicting two electric eels from the island's navigation tower. On their return voyage, voyage in daylight, they were apprehended by the U.S. Coast Guard, but they weren't arrested, and the entire incident was videotaped for a piece that Riley titled Belmont Island. But you would be arrested if you tried it. So yes, you would. You are not New York City artist and filmmaker Duke Riley. You would be arrested. Don't try it. Just really, just don't try it. There's so many islands you can go to. Don't don't mess with you, Thant. Just let him be. Well, the last island that we'll go over in our podcast mm-hmm. today is Mill Rock, which is also a created island. And I love mm-hmm. it when our podcasts harken back to earlier podcasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you listen to our last podcast about Hellgate, Hellgate, then you know it was the area was blown up by a massive amount of explosives. Correct. It was just too wild. They had to do something to make it passable. Yep. Exactly. So uh, Mill Rock originally was actually two islands. Mm. They were called Great Mill Rock and Little Mill Rock. And I think Mm. they were just very, very tiny islands. But Mm -hmm. the leftover debris from this explosion (laughs) on Hellgate had to go somewhere. Mm. So they fill in the area between the two little islands and create just Mill Rock. Mm. It, uh, it's, nobody's lived out there ever. Nobody, Mm -hmm. it's, um, there is a dock on the southern shore of the island, Mm -hmm. but it's been closed since the 1960s. In the late 1960s, there were some public events. There was apparently an avant-garde festival in 1969 Mm. where there was a hot air balloon ascension, Mm. a special lights display, giant sculptures. Yeah, Mm. I know. Yeah. But, that's it. Mm-hmm. There actually have been, uh, uh, you know, I, I should go back. There were actually squatters that have lived on the island. What? Including a man named, my favorite one was John Clark, who used to sell things to passing ships. <laughs> like what? Like food, drink, like he would, he just kind of had a little flea market, not flea market, but he had a little market out there <sighs> going on the island. That's and hilarious. Yeah, there have been a few squatters. I'm sorry. People have lived on the island, but mm-hmm. really there's nothing out there, guys. And it's, sorry, it's it's off limits as well. But mm-hmm. Kathleen, I think that kind of brings us to an end of all the islands we've that covered. That is the end. Yes, a lot of fun, weird islands. This is so neat. I'm so glad we, we did this island episode because now I have some idea of every, all that stuff that's out there. Yeah, I feel like I always see these little islands out in the harbor and mm-hmm. when I head up into Queens and the Bronx and especially out towards Broad Channel, I see all these islands mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I always wonder what the story is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I just thought of something, on them. something about, yeah. about Mill Rock. That's the one you just talked about, right? Yeah. So if that was made from the blow up debris of the Hellgate explosion. Oh, you think there's gold on that island? Couldn't there be gold on that island? There could be, but it's probably in little teeny pieces. Or... Not there at all. So once again, don't go to this island, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go. You won't find the gold. I'm really sorry, guys. I'm probably pretty sure that you probably won't find gold out there. Probably. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening and tuning in this week. We'll have links to everything we talked about. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we I really, we really enjoy all the comments we've been getting. So mm-hmm. feel free to leave us a comment about what you think 
about this. And mm -hmm. if you have any suggestions for further topics, we'd love to hear them. Definitely. And if you want to go in iTunes and give us a five-star rating, we would really appreciate that if you like us. If you don't, write to us and tell us why. We always want to improve this podcast, and that's actually dead sincere. I really do want to hear anything, any suggestions you have. If you have any topic suggestions for the latter half of the alphabet, send them in, but send them fast because we keep coming up with cool ideas. Yeah, we're pretty full up. And if we've made any mistakes, please feel free to email us and let us know. We'd be happy to put out there on our next podcast yes. what we are corrections. So definitely, definitely. We are We want to get it right, but we're amateurs and we do what we can. All yes. right. Well, we'll see you next time. Talk to you next time, folks. Bye. Bye. For more ABC Gotham, go to our website, abcgotham.podbean.com. Special thanks to Podcastings Brock. The music for ABC Gotham is by Big Rude Jake. ABC Gotham is a K2 production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. We've got, uh, you know, big uh, preserves of uh, bird preserves, and I'll cut that into a more eloquent-sounding thing when I edit it. It's nice that we're not live. It's so nice. I don't know how I what I do if we were live. I don't know how Sirius does it, honestly. Uh, he gets paid a lot. <laughs>